I haven't seen you for about 24 hours. How was your day? It was good. But what, did you have a good day at least? Yeah, it was fun. Um, basically got to relax. Um, hung out with Callie and Sawyer. and was plan- I was planning on doing yard work, but basically it was raining all day, so couldn't do that. I was going to say it was pretty shitty weather up here too, so I can't imagine you got a lot done outside. Uh, not even a chance. I don't even think I've gone outside to throw out trash, though. (laughs) Yesterday was a tease. It was like crappy weather in the morning, and it was really nice in the afternoon. Oh, absolutely. Uh, It worked worked out well. By the way, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I still can't believe that she did that. That was a hell of a surprise. I mean, I guess not. I should have expected it knowing her, but like the fact that she planned it out a month in advance and surprised me with a party was like, it was nuts. And in anxiety-inducing because I hate being the center of attention. Oh, trust me, I was, I, I was, I was getting nervous because the 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 gift I sent wasn't supposed to show up till the day of the party, and then oh, yeah. I got notification that it was early. So I was texting uh, texting Meg, Meg, it came, it's coming in early. Can you please grab it? Because <laughs> last thing I wanted to do was screw screw up the party. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny is I grabbed the mail from outside, too, and I read the package and it said Mitchell family, so I was like, huh, I'm guessing this is addressed to us. What do you want me to do with this? She goes, don't open it, I'll just take that one and the other ones, because the other one was addressed to her only. So she's like, I'll just take both these and I'll open them. I'm like, okay, cool. I just set them down and left them. (laughs) Didn't think anything of it. So it worked out all fine. (laughs) So yes, thank you for the new model. I cannot wait to put it together. We'll have to plan a day to uh, make another one. Oh, hell yeah. And I know it's not the death scythe. Trust me, oh God, I want one. I figured that would be just that would come in close second, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, I love putting those things together. I don't. I'm not really picky. Just the death scythe and the wing zero are like pie in the sky ones again. Shoot. Maybe get them eventually. Oh, absolutely. Just got gotta wait till the prices start going down again. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> So yes, thank, thank you for the model and thank you for coming yesterday. It was fun. No problem. It was fun. It was fun as well. <laughs> After I finally calmed down and was ready for it, yes, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. It was nice. It was nice. I've never seen a place like that. Like yeah, the actual was... brewery was in the bar was in a bre- uh, in the brewery and everything like that. So. Mm-hmm. And right next to a rock wall for people to watch everybody climb. <laughs> That's even better. I'm like, holy shit. And then like, um, it kept like the kids busy too because they would watch every so often, just watch people climbing up and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I was turning around half the time when he was eating pizza. And then, you know, them, they wanted to play with the, the oh, my God, the ping pong table and everything like that. The fact that they had a ping pong table was pretty cool because all the kids wanted to try that. <clears throat> Yes, it was, and then my t- son turned into a total nut. <laughs> what happened? No, he just kept dry- um He kept wanting to join in on the uh, on the game that was being played by um, uh, your friend, your friend and his son, and he would try to join in, and then would run circles, get a new ball, and everything like that. And the poor kid was <laughs> trying to put the ball, put the extra ball away. And I was like, "Come on, let's go. Let them be." We'll, we'll we'll go when it's our turn, and he's like, "No, don't take me out of the team." I'm like, "Yeah." Is that what he said? Did he say, yeah. "Don't take me out of the team"? 
Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna make you feel bad. Uh-huh. He's been pretty good with hitting those heartstrings today. Or this weekend, uh, anyways. I saw the picture you sent. He passed out right in the car, like right after. Oh yeah, the second we uh, the second we hit the highway. Can't say I blame him. <laughs> I was tired after everything too. It was like it was exhausting in a good way. <laughs> well, I'm glad you have fun. That's it was the part. Nice. part. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was nice seeing everybody, especially people we haven't seen in a while too, like family and friends. Oh, absolutely. It was cool. <laughs> I appreciated it, and I kept. I kept repeating to Megan last night, too, like, after I got to read the cards and, like, settle down after everything. I'm like, too much. Too much from everybody. I don't need this kind of stuff. I don't need this recognition. <laughs> but I appreciate it. It doesn't happen often, Adam. Enjoy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't have to if I don't want to. You're not the boss of me. Too damn bad. <laughs> <sighs> so, as I ask you every time we start to record this, you play anything fun or new? Uh, not really new. Uh, finally was able to put some decent amount of time in Dreamlight Valley. Helped Callie out a little. Well, that didn't really help, but she's been playing a little bit more. And I, uh, if she had any questions, I would throw throw some information her way. But everything's pretty much that. Um, wanna say? Oh, uh, back to the. Remember what I was talking about when you trap the people? Don't you point at me. You oh, put sorry. that finger down. About <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that, that I talked told you that trick where you can trap your your partner. Yes, yes. And then when I let him go, he just exploded, exploded. a flash of light and it crashed. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently I've never used Wally since then because I happened to grab him because he was in the same biome as me, so I could um, get the bonus. And okay. the second he unleashed the first one, it was another flash. Mm-hmm. And, except this time it didn't crash, and the entire freaking biome was full of pumpkins. And I'm like, oh, like like it it doubled it or just kept multiplying it, so it was like everywhere. I, I'm assuming whatever was supposed to be released when I let him go that uh, that last time mm-hmm. got released at that moment because it was oh, the like first from time the previous crash. Yeah. Oh wow. So I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder, like, there is a um, oh, what's the word? Like a uh, a constant time because you know it runs off the time of the actual time zone you're in. Right. So I'm wondering if like that online part of it kept that in memory. So it's like, oh yeah, you didn't collect this last time, so here you go, <laughs> and it gave you all that too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my my own. <sighs> The only thing that sucked was when it let go. There was so much that I couldn't collect it all before the blue, the the blue shimmering light disappeared. No. So I sat there collecting more than half of it individually. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> did you pick up your moonstones from your mailbox? Yes, I did. Uh, which is good because I ended up uh, buying the Halloween pack because I wanted all all the items on that one. Cool. So apparently we forgot that we bought the founders pack. Yeah. And we we got the 2500 moonstones that they gave out to everybody. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we never checked our mailbox. We didn't know we had this shit. So we went through and accepted like all the mail and stuff. We ended up with like 40,000 moonstones and like all the pets and things that they put out and all the extra stuff too. I'm like, "Oh, I guess we got more stuff to play with now." <laughs> <laughs> forgot all about that crap. So wait, hold on. 
what Founders Pack did you guys buy? Because I thought the game came with the X- the the Xbox Pass. It it's free with Game Pass, yeah. But I was like, if we put all the extra stuff, I'll buy one of the packs. I don't remember which one we got. I forgot that we bought it in the first place. Because if you had like around, uh, the game didn't give out very much, so you might have gotten one of the one of the top tiers. If you if you so. have about forty thousand. While we're talking, I'm gonna check my orders and I will find out because <laughs> it was a surprise to see that. Because I'm like, I know I talked about doing it, but I don't remember actually pulling the trigger on it. Yeah, because if you got the one that came with the um, that came with the uh, oh my god, the support animal, mm-hmm. then yeah, you definitely got you de- uh, ended up getting the the top tier one. We got uh, she was playing around with some of those pets and Pua was following her. Yeah, I realize I realized that Pua was one of the support animals. I'm like, oh shit! I just realized that today. And Callie was pissed. She's like, where the hell did you get Pua? I'm like, it's for you to find out. Oh, wait a minute. Does she have access to the stuff that you do since it's on the same system? It's the same. It's, it's the same system. She didn't. The only thing she didn't get as part of the um, like she got the founders pack items. The only thing she didn't get was um was week the week one release items so like um like the choc uh the choco crocodile yeah that was week one she didn't get she didn't get that because she didn't create her profile until uh until the very next week oh well darn but at least she does have access to the other stuff that's cool oh yeah oh yeah here's a fun game that i still haven't looked at the the trailer for and I'm assuming it's a Canadian game. The game is called Milk Inside a Bag of Milk Inside a Bag of Milk and Milk Outside a Bag of Milk Outside a Bag of Milk. What? <laughs> yes. You heard me. Would you I like gotta... me to read the title again? No, I, I'm good. I, I, I just want to see it just to see it. I apparently bought Dragon's Dogma for five bucks back in august and i never downloaded it and played it <laughs> i have problems i need to go back and actually play these things <laughs> well the holidays are coming up the order history doesn't go back far enough it stops at august 23rd so i don't i don't know well do you remember what items were in the inbox not offhand wonder if it's because we got it through game pass that they gave that to all game pass owners too or something uh, might have been. They might have had. They might have had business uh, bonuses. I'm gonna have to scour their stuff and see. Mm-hmm. So that's all. Just more Disney. Basically, slime game as usual. <laughs> I was about to ask that too. Of course, got to play the mobile game. Oh, absolutely. Especially, especially now that they have the um, the multiplayer tournament up going now. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun with that. <laughs> you enjoy that. More power to you. Did I tell you about the game that I'm stuck on right now? The no. Vampire Survivors? I don't think so. I know I sent you the picture of it. If I said bullet hell, do you know what that is? Not a freaking clue. Okay. Um, do you know what a shmup is? I know what a schmuck is. <laughs> Not that. Shmup. It's it's like shorthand for shoot 'em up. 
It's like the top-down arcade games where you're like a ship and you're flying through a level and you're shooting the things that come by you. Or sometimes that they're on the ground and you drop bombs on them as you go. Like, that was the old idea. Or like Ikaruga where you have to match the colors to avoid the shots. Yeah. So it's like that. It's a top-down idea. This game is like your your vampire hunters or monster killers. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't attack. You don't do anything but move your character. It automatically attacks based on what weapon you have and things like that. Mm-hmm. And as you defeat enemies, you gain experience. You turn those experience into upgrading different weapons, or you get different weapons depending on what they give you uh, access to in that level, and it's always random. Okay. And and your goal is to survive as long as you can by killing people, upgrading, and getting new weapons. And sometimes um, weapons and equipment will evolve if you get like the synergies with them. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, more more stronger enemies come in, more waves of enemies come in, to the point where you're just one person and you are completely surrounded by things. Mm. And you have to have like the right um the right DPS set up and things like that to be able to survive it. Oh Jesus. It gets crazy. But <laughs> it it the average game that you'll play is like ten minutes long. Yeah. So it's like the perfect amount of game time. Because it's like I could just play one more. And I did that the other night and was stuck on it for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recommend that game enough. And it's only five bucks, too. It's really fun. Okay. Now, um, now is that on uh, that on Steam or X, uh, were you talking about started the Xbox? started off on PC and Steam, and now it's on Xbox, and I'm pretty sure it's on PlayStation as well. Okay. Right. I, I recommend anyone who likes games to at least give that one a try. Right, it is noted. I've been trying to make some time to play it all day today too, and I still haven't got to. But I don't need to. I can quit any time. I don't have a problem. You have a problem. I, I know the feeling. <laughs> it's kind of hard to kind of hard to scold, uh, scold Callie to get off her phone when she's got <laughs> stuff to do when I'm not I'm not exactly the best example. You should be setting the example. Uh, I try. <laughs> and I fail miserably. At least you come by it honestly. I guess, by the way, this is the Ramble Pack Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's your introduction. I'm Adam. <laughs> and I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> What episode are we on again? 16 now? 15? Uh, oh, Jesus. 16. Jesus, yes. I keep doing this because the special episode makes it 17 with this one. But that's special episode number one. Ay, ay, ay. One of these days I'll get to putting the numbers at the beginning of the titles, too. <laughs> I'll get to it, eventually. And we'll get to making a new logo, too, when we find time. Yes. Life I'm is sorry, busy. guys! <laughs> All good. So, I, just right off the bat, we're going to save the best for last. Just because it's a hell of a story that's been two years in the making. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Oh, that's going to be fun. And you had the best reaction to it, too. You're like, holy shit. This is <laughs> Seriously, I was like, oh, wow, I can't believe this is coming out. And you're like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> you had the perfect reaction. I'm like, awesome. I, I, I loved it. and uh, um, let, Let's just say it was fun. <laughs> fun for who? Well, matter let, of perspective. Yeah. Whoa. 
fun for me to read it because I felt like that meme with the popcorn, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> or the Kermit one sipping his tea. She's like, I'm just going to sit back and check this out. Yep. <laughs> oh. All right. Enough teasing. Okay. So one of the cool things that I saw this week uh, was I, well, I didn't pay attention to who got the numbers or where it came from, but apparently the Switch passed a, where I fucking lost it, 114.33 million Switch consoles since they first started. And that, I'm not surprised, but that's that an amazing number. Oh, I agree. That is absolutely amazing, especially after I look, um, like one of the articles I was reading actually listed off like the next mile marks. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna pass PlayStation for shortly. Uh, they're expecting oh, that to be by the end of the year. I think theirs is like what one eighteen or something like that. I think that's right. Um, Sony and, still has like I think PS2s are still the most sold consoles ever, which is crazy. Right, but even but even then, if they're if they're selling this that uh, sold this many copies. Uh, this soon into the Switch being released, I don't doubt it passing that in the next I couple think of years. They might be able to hit like two hundred thousand before they start talking about their next one. I bet. Oh, I'm sure. But but, uh, cool, that, that's nuts. I, the thing I find cool about that too is like Nintendo plays in their own sandbox kind of thing. Like, yeah, Xbox versus Sony, but then Nintendo's like, "Hey, I'm over here. You guys have fun. They <laughs> just do their own thing, and and it works." Like, they don't have to play by the same rules as the other guys. Basically, they've been there longer. You, you guys bitch and <laughs> complain and all that stuff, and guess what? We're going to have our fun. <laughs> and did you know that Nintendo didn't even make video games to start? I did not. Yeah, they their first inception into games was they made trading cards. They were a trading card company and would make different kinds, like, different uh, designs and things on them. And I forget what made them start investing into video games, but they broke into it, like, uh... I want to say, like, with arcades. Because, like, the Famicom and the Super NES is where they put Mario proper on and yeah. kind of revitalized the market. No so sh- a lot of their stuff was in arcades first. And then they literally revived the video game market with Mario and, uh, what was it, Donkey I don't think they brought Donkey Kong on the NES, but it was Mario and then eventually Legend of Zelda and all the other ones. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. Yes, you I'm learned hor- something today. Yes, I'm a horrible video game fan. <laughs> uh, you're fine. I don't think everybody knows that. I mean, this was years ago, too. Well, decades. So, unless you were raised on this shit, there's a good chance you didn't know. Well, let's put it into, persp- let's put it into perspective for this next fact. Halo 4 turns 10 in November... Uh, no, uh, turn 10 <laughs> on November 6th. And I got that game... At, I got the special edition console with that game when I was in Michigan. So, yeah... I mean, this, wow. <laughs> wow, that really put shit into perspective. That was, like, not too long before I moved out here. Because me and Megan have been together just about ten years come next July. I still, so, think, yeah. I still think Halo 1 coming out was, like, <laughs> yesterday. The fact that 4 is turning 10? Okay. O- uh, okay, okay, Grandpa. Let, let's get you back to bed. No, but seriously, what, what the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> And That's they're not... still keeping the old Halos alive, too, like with the uh, Master Chief Collection. collection oh, pfft, Master Chief Collection. I can't fucking talk tonight again, as usual. 
but it's the fact that they, they brought that game back. Like, well, I should say they brought it along, and you can still play it, too. Because it's a good game. I agree. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. Turn mm. 10. Uh, turn 10 on November 6th, since it's been a few days. And the day after guys. that... <laughs> and the day after that... Um, I don't know how big of a Mass Effect fan you are or know much about it, but usually on November 7th, since the Normandy in the game... Well, I forget where the number seven comes from in it, but because the ship in the game is Normandy and there's a significance with the number seven, mm-hmm. they they dedicate November 7th as N7 Day or Mass Effect Day. And they oh. usually share like screenshots and news and give updates about the games and things like that. Uh, just recently, since N7 passed, like people were excited saying happy N7 Day and whatnot. And I guess the devs shared a picture of um, some concept art from a game that they're working on in the universe. Considering Mass Effect Andromeda flopped hard, mm-hmm. I'm wondering what they're going to do next. Because uh, Andromeda was supposed to be like their big follow-up from their previous trilogy. Yeah. And it did not land at all. Whatever it is, it, it's only up from here, I guess? You're not wrong. <laughs> they can only go up from here. Because there was a lot riding on that, and people were excited, and it came out, and people were like, eh, what happened? It's just not the same. They tried to be fair. They did try to do some different things with combat and whatnot, but it just it was the wrong direction, especially with the narrative. I think was the biggest issue. Mm. Um, I liked it. <laughs> it was my, it was my first foray into Mass Effect Two. I did not play one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. I should have played two because that was the one that was uh, touted the most. But I I jumped in Andromeda. I'm like, this isn't bad, but I don't know anything. <laughs> Right, I, I'm sure. It also it goes along the lines of like where it's probably another victim of it being one of those sequels that get built up so much, so much people have it. Yes, that's probably a thing too. Right, like you you put the nail on the head just now. You didn't did. play any of the other ones as a standalone title. You enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure your opinion probably would have been different had you played the other ones. Yeah. I mean, I followed all the news from the three, and I know about the gameplay and, like, the hang-ups and stuff, and all the controversy with the endings of the third one, but uh-huh. never really touched them. Wasn't a thing that grabbed me. Right. So, uh, it doesn't give them an excuse to, for the um, for the fan base to be as upset as they are, but at the same time... Oh, I, I would say that their arguments were justified. All right. Like, even playing the game, I liked the game, it was fun enough, but it was definitely rough. That Especially bad, huh? knowing what they're, well, knowing what they're capable of and comparing that to what they put out, it's kind of like, where'd you go wrong? Again, gameplay wasn't terrible, I didn't mind it, but there were some things that were pretty rough. Mm. It is what it is. I'm sure that they learned from their things and they're going to make the next one decent. You you would like to think so. I'm maintaining hope. <laughs> Hope for the best, expect the worst. Yes, that's my motto. <laughs> so, um, there was a, a, a pitch for 2D Dark Souls? Yeah, I did not know this. Um, well, the reason why this came out apparently was the artist's NDA for the pitch is up. Like, I guess it lasted six years, so he's like, hey, check out what we were pitching to, to Bandai Namco, and uh-huh. they shot it down. Not negatively, I guess. Like, they just didn't pick it up and run with it. But uh, a pixel artist was doing some concept work for a 2D Dark Souls game. And it yeah. looks it looks like Dark Souls, but in pixel form. 
kind of like a Metroidvania. I'm I'm so I'm wondering why they didn't pick it up though, because I would think that would be up their alley. I would think so too, except Bandai Namco doesn't really do a lot of 2D games. It's a lot of like 3D stuff, and they're pretty. They're not hardcore about their titles, but like they keep them close to the best kind of thing. Mm. Um, so it's probably it was probably a little too far out of their wheelhouse to want to actually do that, especially considering the structure of Dark Souls games and how the areas kind of link together and your the bosses are hard as fuck to kill. Yeah. I, I don't know how well the gameplay itself would translate to 2D. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because it seemed like they wanted to maybe lift that concept up from 3D and then apply it to a 2D Metroidvania-style game, which doesn't translate if you're doing like a one-to-one thing. Mm. Whereas that same artist went and worked on a game called Blasphemous, which is a Dark Souls-esque 2D game with pixel art. And it fits on that one because it's the combat and stuff is based around... Wait, what am I trying to say? The art is based around the combat itself along with the story mm-hmm. rather than just trying to overlay it on another game. Right. I, so they'd I, probably have to change a lot for it to fit, but that's probably why they passed on it. True. Well, it happened to, wor- happened to work out better for them at that point, though. Oh, yeah, because Blasphemous came out a year or two, two years after that. And that game was pretty good. It did fairly decently, if I'm not mistaken. Tough as hell, though. I played it for a little while. <laughs> My one gripe with that game is that it's hard to read. Like the How text so? does uh the text doesn't pop off the screen right, and it's in a special font. So when it blends into the background and it's tiny as hell, you can't really read it. Oh jeez, then yeah, I'd be screwed. Thing is, half the time I lose my glasses, and I need that to read the small print. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You wear glasses. Yeah, I forget that sometimes uh, because I don't see you wear them very often. I forget to put them on all the time. Put, uh, I just Ooh, recently boy. found it. You know, like how um, how the cars have the the visor, um, the glasses, the sunglasses case holder. Oh, the one that that you push and it, and it falls down. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, when I first got when I, when I first got my truck, I had put my glasses in there at one point, <laughs> and you forgot. I forgot they were there till like last week. Remember my grandpa's comment earlier? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know we're gonna get we're gonna get one of those chains that attach to the legs of your glasses, so that way it's always around your neck and you never lose them again. You joke about that, but those are fun. I actually like those because I had. I think the year the the uh, me and Callie went to Disney for our honeymoon. I had oh, gotten one a rope one. Around. For my yeah, had had one for my um, sunglasses, mm-hmm. and when we finally got back, I moved them over to my glasses, and that I I never forgot my glasses ever mm-hmm. until I lost the freaking thing, and I was like, son of a bitch. Okay, grandpa. Yeah, it doesn't help my case, did it? Nah, it's okay. <laughs> Still love you. You're good. Oh Jesus. Oh man! So, do you want to talk about something sad, or do you want to talk about something happy next? Well, I say sad, but I'm like, not sad. More expected, and it took less time than I think I expected. Go for it, because I, I, I'm. You, you want to rip the bandaid, or you want to do something nice first and ease into it? Nah, let's just rip it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I, I was surprised to hear. Well, I didn't even know that they that they were revived to begin with. But That's G- why. That's yeah. why right there. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, G four is being canned a year Again. after being revived. Not even a year. They made it ten months, I think. Really? Yeah. I wonder if they were counting it differently too, because like the proper um, launch of it was at one date but they were doing online content and things building up to whenever they properly released it because it was also on certain tv channels as well right but i guess proper release of them it was only about 10 months yeah i i I don't know what comcast's idea behind it was they own the property like way back when Really? They must have, yeah, they must have held on to it. I, I get... I wouldn't have been against a revival, but having it on cable wasn't a good idea. I think if it was just a stream-only so type of thing... So it was a hybrid model. I think they did a lot of... They did streams online. They did content geared towards online, and then they also combined a lot of that to be on the channels as well. Yeah. But you summed it up perfectly when you said, I didn't even know that it came back. Right. So, cause the, that was the, a big part of it. Sorry, go ahead and finish no, your statement. No, no, no. The, you're, you're exactly, what you're saying is exactly it. Because how, how many times have we talked about where this is where, that's where we used to get our news when we were younger? Oh, all the time. As soon as I come home, I flip it on and watch everything I could. Right. And that, and that's how I used to, uh... And that's how I would get like the the video game showcases and stuff like that every year. How I knew yeah, that's where you would go to watch G four or G four. Fuck me, E <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah, of course you're watching G four to watch G four. Yeah, that was that was where I would go to catch out, catch out, catch up on E three stuff. I I think if it if they, I don't know. I think Comcast is still trying to flounder. They, they like they realize they're they're they're. They're fighting a losing battle as far as, like, their battle against streaming services and stuff like that. But they went about it the wrong way. They, I think if they focus solely on the streaming portion of it, even if it was just, like, YouTube TV or YouTube or whatever, yeah, and advertised it better, I think it would, I think it would have done well, to be honest. I- I think advertising was a decent chunk of it. I know a lot of people knew about it too. Not enough, but it also didn't feel like they evolved. They, the I watched quite a bit of things, and some of the X-Play reviews and coverage that they got for games and like the discussions they had were cool. Mm-hmm. But their comedy and sense of humor and stuff did not age. They kind of fell back into what they did before and didn't keep with the times, because and it, it did not fit. Mm. So uh, they basically thought nostalgia alone was gonna. Yeah, keep it. It, it felt like they kind of were building upon the namesake alone. Yeah. Um, and here's a very telling thing for you: there was a a host or an anchor. I'm not sure what you want to call him, but one of the ex-play members was a um, an out lesbian woman who was married to another woman. Uh-huh. who went on a rant about people watching X-Play and being upset that she's not some attractive person who doesn't have a lot of clothes on and was basically upset at like the misogyny and misogynistic comics that she, comments that she got during the show. 
right after that, like, let's say two days or so, mm-hmm. I think, a little bit after that, that rant came out, they had on one of their shows some other woman in a scantily clad bikini with things being thrown at her and coming out of a ball pit. So it's like, how can you tout one thing and then show another? Right, exactly. Kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Pretty much. Um, I don't know. I I, I agree one hundred. These I, things, it kind of makes sense as to why it's going down again. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm just at the same time. I'm just thinking in my head as you're saying all that. I'm like, wait. I was also the I was also the kid that used to watch the Man Show, and was yeah. That has no place in society these days either. Now, yeah. And I'm like, and I enjoyed it then. Granted, I know better now. Well, I, I think that's a big thing too. Is a lot of people are maturing and understanding their faults back in the day and trying to make better. Right. Uh, shame. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you don't get with the times. You go the way of the dinosaur. <laughs> dinosaur, for people who can't understand my language. <laughs> They became Dino Nuggies. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> okay. Sad. I hope the best for everybody that came out of G4 the second time around. I know they had a lot of uh, YouTube hosts too, like who had their own channels. Um, Gerard the Completionist has his own YouTube channel that was doing really well before they pulled him in as an, pulled him in as an X Play host too. I'm sure that he has that to fall back on, at least. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure. And not to mention they had, like, Austin Creed, Xavier Woods from WWE was one of the hosts on there for a while, too. Okay. So, you know that he's got something to fall back on as well. Oh, absolutely. But a lot a lot of these people had backgrounds to begin with, and most, not, I don't want to say most, but a lot of them came from YouTube, so hopefully that door is still open. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they still had their channels and stuff going on. May not be to the... To the extent that they were when uh, when they signed up for G four, but that and you would hope that there's like no non competition clause where it's like you're working for us, you can't do this kind of thing. Right, exactly. Hopefully, uh, that would suck though. Uh, oh, oh yeah, there is some really sad news, but we'll save that. Let's do the happy stuff first. Yeah, uh, no I'm... sad faces. I saw that. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> be happy so, so one this okay. surprised me yeah sonic frontiers and god of war ragnarok came around came out at the on the same day i believe mm-hmm. with as much crap as frontiers got it they must have did something good and fixed things because it's got a 74 average score right now that, that's that, not bad especially considering the track record that 3d sonic games have gotten yeah. And all the crap that this one got when a lot of the quote-unquote influencers and journalists and stuff got to play a preview of it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty decent. Have you read any of the reviews at all? I, have, I haven't I have reali- um, read the reviews of the release, but I, I, I know the stuff, I know exactly what you're talking about, where the, the previous stuff was pretty bad. 74 is still a passing grade, but... It's a solid B. Uh... C, B minus. I want to say C range. I don't know. It's been uh, been out of school that long. Uh, 
a lot of the outlets that are reviewing it are saying like it's a 3D Sonic game. You know, it's got its own jank and stuff, but it's solid. It's fun. It's fast, like they said it was going to be, mm. but it's not without its hiccups. I I think I said this in a in a prior cast, but it's I wouldn't mind trying it, but I wouldn't pay for it either. At at this point, if it you comes might out as mind a... after playing it too. Yeah, if it if it comes out as a a, a monthly, like uh, one of the free games on the on the PlayStation gives out every yeah. month, if it comes out, I'll try it. But at this point, wasn't I wasn't Kingdom out of my Hearts way. one of the games that came out for that recently too. Really, I did not note it. I think I saw something about Kingdom Hearts being one of the free downloads. Maybe. Don't I'll quote have, me. I'll, I'll have, have to, to check. check. It wasn't last month. That much I know. Yeah. I, I so haven't, then, I haven't looked at the 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 list for this month. So if it did, it's I, I'm surprised. Yeah, this month had a pretty big game, but for some reason I can't remember the name of it. It just I the name stuck with me, but I forgot the name of it itself. Pardon the silence, people. I'm just looking it up. Uh, okay. The games for this month is Neo Two, Lego Harry Potter Collection, and Heavenly Bodies. I have no idea what Heavenly Bodies is. I've I'm heard Neo Two. The name sounds familiar, but I have no idea either. To be honest, I- I'm surprised Lego is allowing that a free game. To be honest, I'm I, not. I don't see they, that. They often. pumped out a lot of those games, dude. Lego Ninjago, th- the, like based on the movie, came out and it was put on sale not too long right after that. Just because it felt like there was an overabundance of those kind of games. So, not too surprising. And on the upside of game releases, of course, Ragnarok came out with 94 to 98% average, depending on where you look. Mm-hmm. No surprise. Oh, absolutely. I want, well, let me go back to Frontiers. I want to try a demo of that game just to see how much better it is from the old 3D ones. Mm-hmm. But Ragnarok, I, I want to play just because of a video I saw about the combat how fluid it is, and how things can chain into each of the weapons. Ooh. I didn't hear about that, but I, d- I know I definitely, just from looking at videos of it, and how pretty it looks, I definitely wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. Just the combat and traversal, like, mixing together that I saw was pretty amazing. Especially for this being a sequel and them adding more stuff to it. Mm-hmm. But no surprise on the scores. They deserve it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, you want to make people sad? I guess. Or you want to wait a minute? <laughs> nah, let's rip off that mandate, too. Okay, go ahead. So, um, so yeah. You'd be our... the one to do it. I don't want to take the blame. <laughs> oh, thanks. So, yeah, uh, apparently um, uh, another uh, national treasure passed away <laughs> the vo- the voice of batman kevin Half conroy of our childhood i know holy crap i didn't even realize how many how many things he d- he's done as batman i know it's like if you need batman you go to him he was the voice yeah pretty much i've seen like when i heard the what the hell's the other guy um from whose line I don't know. There's plenty of them. 
Um, what does he look like? Oh Jesus! Hold on. He's um. Drew Carey. No, not Drew Carey. Colin Mockery. Huh? Colin Mockery. No, that's the bald guy, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Ryan Stiles. Ryan. Oh, Jesus. Brad Sherwood. I can keep going. Batman voice actors. Hold on. Uh, Jesus. Not Adam West. Jesus Christ. Uh, Diedrich ba- uh, Botter. I'm sorry if I butchered oh, your name. Bader? Yeah. Like, he must I- be talking about the new Who's Line, because I don't remember him being on the old one. He was. I could have sworn he was on Who's Line during, uh, at some point. I, I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, either which way. I didn't, when I first heard him come on, come on as the voice actor for Batman after Kevin Conroy, I'm like, no, that's not Batman. Sorry. No. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the same feel to it? Nope. I, well, yeah. Um, nothing much else to say other than, yeah, I'm, per- I'm pretty heartbroken about that. I'm like, yeah, no. Nope. Yeah. Sad day. Kind of surprising, too. Agreed. I I didn't even know he had cancer. And, and like you were saying, it was, uh, what, something that was brought on quick? It seems like it kind of hit him quick because there was pictures of him that he put out around Halloween, and he looked pretty decent. He didn't look like anything was totally wrong. Right. Like, granted, the guy is 66 years old, but still, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And from what it's people, unfortunate. Yeah, and he, and he was still hitting hitting the the comic cons, um, pretty heavily. So it seems like he was all about it too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think he was. Uh, it was always about the fan base. Can you see the ghost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she made it. Yay. Uh, yeah no sad day alright okay no more sad let's go back to happy (laughs) my personal happy is that Remedy and 505 came out officially and said that they're making a sequel to Control I had to look up what Control was I've never heard of the game but it looks sick you gotta try that game have you ever tried Alan Wake no I've never uh, never heard it I'm a shut in I'm sorry (laughs) Man, I need to get you it for a weekend and just go through a bunch of games and have you try them. <laughs> I can show you so much. So, hey, sounds fair to me, man. <laughs> and now Megan's over here singing, I can show you the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to everybody listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. I oh, can't wait. I was, I was surprised at Control. Like, I knew I played Alan Wake and... I love those games. They made a game that was kind of crazy for the time, too. And I, Quantum Break. Mm-hmm. It was a cool concept. It took uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Yeah. He was the main villain in it. And your character had, like, time abilities. Mm-hmm. Where you can make a time bubble around you so people are shooting at you. You collect the bullets. And then you can, like, push your bubble out to send them back to them. Okay. You can create, like, a uh, time shield in front of you. You can slow them in a time bubble itself. But this is all based around, like, the Littlefinger dude's uh, experiment in the game. They okay. gave him the ability and you the ability because you got stuck next to the machine. Mm-hmm. Alongside the game, though, was a complete TV series that went along with it. 
that you that you could watch like in conjunction with the game and sometimes you can make certain choices while watching the episode to do things and in doing so it would affect which path you took in the game as well okay it was neat it was a pretty cool concept the story itself was a little heady but the gameplay and like that kind of element to it was awesome I'd have to look into it more, because I'm not exactly sure how that would work. Well, obviously it worked, because you've seen it. But I played it. Top to bottom, <laughs> I got all the achievements in the game. What? Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. Is that it is an interesting concept. I just want to see how that works. It's cool. <laughs> I'll show you it next time you come over. Mm-hmm. Well, that would require me downloading like another 50 gigs of videos because that's how much those are (laughs) but yes back to the control if uh two is anything like the first one from the uh, the videos i've seen Mm -hmm. it looks sick i'm more excited to see where they're gonna go with the story on that too i know nothing about the story so i couldn't tell (laughs) do you know anything about scp you're just you throwing acronyms at me. <laughs> Man, I forget what it's what SCP actually stands for because I don't get into that stuff. But the basic idea is real-world objects are kind of like extrasensory and extraspatial where they affect the real world in ways that you don't realize or understand. Mm-hmm. So take like, um, there's a telephone in the game that you use to get information that helps you out based on this giant black triangle that's in another dimension that whispers like garbled mess at you, but Uh your character understands it. And you have the ability to cleanse some objects that are interfering with the world and messing with the place that you're in. Uh And some of those include a jukebox that you go in and fight these things called the hiss in to cleanse that. Um, there is a old TV or an old video projector that you go into and you're stuck on a train, like playing out a fake movie while defeating these things to cleanse that. Uh-huh. It's a huge sci-fi kind of thing. Okay. But it's cool. So I don't want to spoil that game for anybody else, for anybody that doesn't or hasn't played it yet. But with the end of that game, I'm wondering where they could go with it. It would be a lot of like, She's grown into her power. She knows who she is, and she's taken over what she needs to know. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you go from there? Like, what's the next thing going to be? Right. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and Remedy seems to never miss, too, so that's... I know it's in good hands. We'll have to see. <laughs> yes. So you must be excited for the uh, for this other game that's uh, on this list? Which one? Tails? No. No. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. It finally got a release date because I know we talked about it mm, not the last time, but I think the episode before last. I was like, "Oh, they're putting out a remaster," and it just said TBD. Now they finally told us when it's going to come out. I'm excited that it's going to come out in February. What I'm a little not excited about was reports saying that it's just like an upscale remaster where they're not really changing it to be 60 frames. They're not going to fix the anti-aliasing there's going to be some tearing in it still because it seems like it's just a pc port with with an upscale and some graphics oh, but geez, if that's... it still if it still plays like the gamecube game that game playing fine 
I don't give a shit. If it played 30 frames, well, that game played 30 frames a second and was solid still. Everything still looked nice. So right. if it's upscaled and up to for the new consoles and it still plays well, I don't give a shit. Now would you I pay love that f- game. Now would you pay full price for it, though? <laughs> well, the Dawn of $70 games is here. So no, I would not pay 70 bucks for it. Maybe 60 because that's what I paid for it back in the day. I, I might still have it downstairs, too, even though I don't have a GameCube. Uh, I might pay 60 Might be worth more like 40 just because of how old it is, and it's a, basically a port. And I'm sure that it's probably 40 on Steam if I looked. Mm-hmm. Maybe even less. But, yeah, I paid 40 to 60 But that's just my personal preference because I love that game. And it's right. nostalgia. Uh, that's uh, that's the way I, I, I... Now that we talk about the the remasters more and more on that on that fact, it's just making me think more, especially with how expensive games are getting. Is was is the remaster worth paying that kind of money? And if it's not as if they're not even bothering to do like 60 frames per second and stuff like that and only doing like minor upscaling to mm-hmm. to match the new systems I don't think I would pay it on my end but I'm trying that... I'm trying to think of the right words to say for that because a lot of it is preference a lot of it plays on a lot of people's nostalgia as well yeah and a lot of it is the effort that they put into it because if it's just a port and maybe they'll try to touch up the graphics and make it look nice but it's still the same thing mm-hmm. i don't know that it's worth the same price as it was back in the day because it's ah, see even that's not a fair assessment because it's the same game on a new generation of consoles mm. and if it was 60 bucks before why shouldn't it be 60 now but at the same time do you price older games less because you have because the graphics were not so good or because it was so long or because it came out on a certain console should they add more stuff in that wasn't in the game to make it worth 60 bucks should they do the final fantasy route and completely overhaul it you know like where is the line for that right because i I don't know it's just personal preference like you said it's a nostalgia thing and uh um, and I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite for talking like this because I'm literally the guy that rebought Kingdom Hearts one, two, uh, one and two in the the installments every time they've released it on a new console. Yeah, and I paid the full price, so I, I, I'm a bit of a hypocrite for talking for talking like that. But here you go, perfect example. I got Skyward Sword again on the Switch, even though I had it for the Wii. You know, I think it's the same price both ways too, but still got it because I love the game. Right. They didn't do anything to it except take out motion controls, and um, they changed them to be compatible with the Switch now. Still, like it's still Wii controls, but it's on the Switch, and it's a lot smoother and less clunky yeah. based on how they did it before. But it's still the same. The graphics mm-hmm. are a little bit better to match the time. That's really about it. Right. But to me, it's worth it because I love that shit. I, I think it's one of those things that it's <clears throat> definitely per, a personal preference at that point. I probably yeah. I probably wouldn't pay that price for it, but I'm also not a big fan of Tales. 
not because I don't like the game, it's because I haven't played them. Right. So you have a different perspective on it. Right. To uh, each their own. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing. Did we? I feel like we talked about this last time. I Maybe I'm wrong. But Animal Crossing New Horizons is, is the all best selling game in Japan now? I with not that particular topic, but I think we might have talked about Animal Maybe Crossing I, last time. I, I I swear we talked about Animal Crossing last time, but even if we did, to reiterate, New Horizons is the all-time best-selling game in Japan now, of everything. I think what surprised the hell out of me is the games that they beat out, and I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Red Red, blue, and uh, green. Mm-hmm. Those games held out held out that long. It, it when you compare markets, it seems like Japanese gamers tend to focus on other types of games, and Animal Crossing falls into those categories. It's yeah. it's a really chill game. They don't play like crazy action shoot 'em up gory shit like we do. It's a lot of slice of life graphic novel chill hangout games it seems no i i agree i agree with that every uh, every market has its own like i'm sure over here over here yeah, their own uh their own preference where like over here like you said shoot 'em up type games sports games stuff like that where japan is like you said the slice of life type of games and stuff like that mm-hmm. I, i'm just surprised that as, even though, and I understand it's popular, but the very first iteration of the Pokemon games was still the highest-grossing game in Japan. You have to remember that was also years and years and years ago. Not a lot of people played video games like they do now. But even we have then, way more people playing video games these days than we did back in the day. Right, but that also adds. It also adds to the fact that. A lot more people play video games now than they did back then. You didn't hear her, did you? What? Megan's back here going, back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, I'm going to title this one The Old Man Podcast because I keep calling you Grandpa and now she's acting like I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, if we if we ever come if we ever come to like a title card for whatever it's got it's got to be us somebody with a wheelchair or a walker or something. <laughs> Old man yells at clouds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, think about it. The the a lot more people play video games now compared to back then. But Pokemon was that popular back then that the fan base or the amount of people that are playing games. In the 30, I, I want to say, what, 30-something years at this point? Mm-hmm. Oh, Japan got a head start on us, too, with uh, Pokemon. It didn't come out for, what, six months to a year before we ever got it. Maybe even longer, actually. I, I want to say it was longer. Yeah. I, I he... want to lean towards two years. But they, they only had a partial... What am I trying to say? They only had half the numbers because it was only out in Japan first. You know, they waited two years at least before they got it here. So, I don't know. I, I just it the the idea mind boggles me that 
Pokemon was that pop. I, I understand it was popular, but that popular that no Japanese game has beat out beat them out in Japan mm-hmm. since then until now. I don't know, man. Different times. <laughs> I, that's really all you can chalk it up to. Like I yeah. said, a lot more people are playing games, and there's a lot more people in the world. So mm. maybe it should be like a comparison thing. Where you're comparing numbers to now, and then do it like inflation. Yeah, uh, how I'd like to know how we go about it, but yeah, I don't know. That's above <laughs> me. Falls in line with my degree, but that's above me right now. <clears throat> so it looks okay, like you might have to take it over from here. I, I was just about to ask, which do we do first? <laughs> Let's go over and the showcase. I, I also had to fix one of the names because I realized that autocorrect likes to fuck me on the dock. It's supposed to be Mick, M-I-C-K, not Nick. Just uh, so you know. <laughs> okay. I, I know who you were talking about. <laughs> All right. So you want me to run through the showcase before we get into that stuff? Pretty much. Because I saw, I've seen a couple of the things that, um, that you had on the showcase, but I haven't seen the, uh, all of it. Uh, I definitely want to try one one of the games that's on there. I'm gonna let you know when that one comes up. Oh, you actually checked out some of the trailers? Uh yeah. Um, uh, have a nice death. Yes, that game looked really fun. That looks it awesome. It reminded me a lot of um. Oh fuck! Of course, I lost the name. Guacamelee. It looks a, a lot like that. Uh, same idea. Yeah. Do you know what Guacamelee is? Not a clue. <laughs> okay. Take the look of that game and the feel, almost yeah. the art style. The idea of the game, how it's like closed off battle arenas and you're mm. progressing through the levels, but apply a Lucha Libre theme to it. Okay. And you're doing wrestling moves and everything to the characters. It's really neat. <laughs> I thought, I think it's good. Uh, just, the, just the trailer alone, it looks cute. Uh, the trailer was really well done. Oh yeah, for being an indie game. Uh, if the <clears> gameplay <throat> is anything like that, I'm all for it. Yes. Okay, let's start from the top. Okay. So let me give this a quick count because I did not count these beforehand. One, two, uh, three. Where are we? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. If I counted that right, 22 indie games that they showed off. I think actually 23. Uh-huh. Not bad. All these look solid. A lot of them looked a lot more fun than the others. Yeah. But that's just my preference. Uh, I guess let's go down the list and start for the top one. Venma. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's a narrative cooking game with a focus on Indian cuisine. From yeah, what I looks... gathered on the trailer, it's a... Oh man, what they say? Uh, I think it was an Indian woman or an Indian couple and they moved to Canada. And you learn whatever story they're telling through cooking food based on recipes that you find and get in the game. That is more information, uh, more information than I knew. Just based on the trailer, it looked like a uh, uh, young Indian family. Well, during Basically, the showcase, they, yeah. they give a little 
like they show the trailer and then they talk about the game a little bit and what to expect from it. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, basically, uh, to me, it looks like uh, a cute Indian version of Cooking Mama type of thing. Kind of, yeah. I can see that. Next one, Goodbye World. That's weird. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's all pixel art, and the story is done in like the overworld where it's the um, top-down view, and it's, that's where the, all the story stuff goes on. But then it switches <laughs> to like a Game Boy view, and it's a puzzle platformer to progress mm. the story. Yeah. And I guess the idea is it's two people trying to get the next idea to make a game. It, it just, nope. I don't know, the the description kind of, that I read kind of felt awkward, to be honest. But then again, yeah, the title some, also... Some of the stuff in the trailer itself was a little weird. Yeah. Kinda awkward. It, it, it makes, and the title doesn't help, it basically sound to me, sounds like it's an ode to, hey, we didn't make it. <laughs> or they just need a narrative to... Let me try to get that straight. Narrative device to move the story along. So they just mm. add puzzle platformer elements into it. Right. I don't know. Okay, now we're already next to yours. Have a nice death. That was the third one on the list. <laughs> Metroidvania style action game. Where you run it through. I keep saying Metroidvania. You know the types of games that I mean by that, right? Right. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah, uh, side-scroller games, basically. Pretty much, yeah. And you're traversing the castle, map, layout, wherever you are kind of deal. And all the battles take place in closed-off arenas as you move along in those areas. What I would ho what I would hope, just judging by it, it would become like a mobile release or something like that, too. But the, To me, that looks a little too extensive to be a mobile game. Really? Yeah. It'd be too hard to do touch controls on that. Might be able to do it through like streaming, like xCloud. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I get what you're talking about. Because I know... Speaking of which, Vampire Survivors is perfect for xCloud too. <laughs> I'm just, try just, I'm just trying to think of... Uh, now that you're talking about it, where the touch controls might be a little, a little janky. Um, like a lot of that stuff is um, combos. So yeah. you're constantly pressing buttons and doing different things. So I don't know how well that would translate to a touch screen. Right. And and, and that's just that just reminded me of how um how I didn't care for how Diablo Immortal worked on the on the mobile. Mhm. Mm I was like, yeah, no. Uh, that threw me off, so I didn't think of that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh... All right, next one. A game called Aka. You're like a red panda dude on an island, and it's similar to Animal Crossing. It's a smallish open world, and your goal is to just hang out. It's basically how they described it. Okay. If you like those chill, easy games that you just sit back and relax with, probably something to look into. Okay. What's interesting is they specifically said that it was a small open world. Like okay. They specifically labeled and called that out, which is kind of surprising. Usually when they say open world, they just say open world, but never describe it. Pepper Grinder. This game looks really cool. Okay. And I know that it's going to be fun because it's um, being distributed by digital... Blah, 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 Devolver Digital. Okay. 
they're the same ones who are putting out Gunbrella, which is coming out next year. <laughs> they put out those. Uh, dude, we watched we watched the showcase. Um, what was that? The Angry Foot or whatever game? They're putting that game out. Oh, those same people. Okay. Yes. So yeah, this game you're just a person with a drill, and you traverse the levels using that drill to get through, like to solve puzzles and get to basically the flag that you actually have to crank up at the end to complete the level. <laughs> it's like Mario with a drill. Oh, but Jesus. more fun. Okay. It looks really cool. Check out the trailer. I would recommend it. Okay. I'm not doing it justice. <laughs> uh, Coffee Talk Episode 2. This was out on um, Games with Gold a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I actually downloaded it and gave it a shot. If you like games that you don't have to really do much but just hang out, mm-hmm. this is one of those because you literally have people walk into your coffee shop and they tell you their stories and you meet new characters and people. In this one, they're going to have like monster type, type people. Okay. Like characterize, character, caricature, characterize people. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, you literally make coffee. That's all you do. There's a lo-fi soundtrack to it. They have their own stories. They, Days like days pass in the game and things happen in their stories and you just make them coffee and you learn new recipes. What's next? Oni Oni. That game looked cute and weird. It seems like it's a uh, an open world game. Okay. But you are a, a vengeful spirit. They said in the game, and you I guess you inhabit it. You inhabit an Oni, or you are an Oni in this world, and you're just trying to become the strongest Oni. That's the whole goal of that game. Okay, the so you uh, I'm assuming you fight other spirits. Do you consume them or whatever, or they not give? So I, oh man, what they say? You cleanse the spirits or you consume them, mm-hmm. and some of them are invincible. So your only choice is to run away. Okay, but there's a a backstory because you are a vengeful spirit because somebody defeated you. And your mm-hmm. goal is to become the strongest Oni to get back at them, I guess. Okay. Desta, the memories between. This game has a pretty cool concept. Okay. You're reliving memories, and the stories play out in those memories, but to get through each thing, you have to build your team based on the memories of the people that you visited through uh-huh. dodgeball matches. Okay. <laughs> it's all dreamy and stuff, but the orbs, you play it like dodgeball, but it's a three-on-three match. <laughs> It's cool. The trailer yeah. makes it look really neat. I'll have to take a look at that one, then. Okay, A Space for the Unbound. I This one didn't stick with me. I don't remember what that one was about. Okay. I have to, so I'm going to look that one up again. But the one that I told you about, the uh, I hate saying this because it's got an accent to it. Dordogne. Uh, I like the idea of that game. It's really pretty. That one's... The one I told you about where it's um, it's a 3D watercolor world. And it's kind of like a puzzle exploration game. Where you're going back to, uh, I think they said you're someone visiting your grandparents' house where they were before. And you're mm-hmm. uncovering secrets that they left behind. And you get okay. all these cool little tools to help you solve these puzzles. What? No, no, that was, no I'm saying that, that sounds like a pretty cool concept of the game. Oh yeah, Space for the Unbound. It was a pixelized game where you're some character back in the 90s, but I forget what the story behind it was. I think it was just a lot of exploration. 
Oh, this has a Shenmue feel to it. Just not counting the time. I have no idea what that is. What is a Shenmue? You don't know what Shenmue is from the Dreamcast? I'm okay. a PlayStation I'll... kid. <laughs> I'll have to talk about that later to you. Anyway. It looks cool, especially if you like pixelized games. That's I don't really know much about it. Okay. Uh, Botany Manor. You're taking care of plants. That's all I really need to say about that. <laughs> You're just taking care of plants. Once Upon a Jester. This is a pretty cool idea for a game okay uh they got it they got it based off finger puppets like that's i guess that was the inception of their idea for the game okay and your goal is to you're a jester character and you're part of like a comedy troupe Mm -hmm. and you set what you want to happen in the scenes and you have to complete these scenes and do it well i guess to continue on with the game and some things can be random, and some things change as you go, and you kind of have to adapt to it. Okay. But it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek and funny, because you're a jester. <laughs> I don't know. It's a cool idea. Seems like a cool concept. So, have you ever uh, heard of Rogue Legacy? Oh, sorry. Go. No, I was going to say the the concept reminds me of, um, at the beginning of um, Final Fantasy Nine. Where the kind of yeah, that's that's not the a bad thing. comparison. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and fuck that mini game. It's so hard. <laughs> Have you ever perfected it? I don't think so. Yeah, I've neither. tried it multiple freaking times. I can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. It sucks, <clears throat> but in a good way. Hey, it's one of my favorite games, so I don't care. <laughs> I still love Final Fantasy VIII, so you can have it. I, I'm I'm good with it. You, I never finished it. I the battle system. Oh. I will say it again, the battle system. You hurt. Bothers me. What? Oh, oh, you're talking about the junctioning because all the Final Fantasies from seven on were ATBs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the junctioning and all that stuff, because that, that, yeah. the whole, it was all weird to me. It was complicated. Yeah. I, I wasn't into that. I'm sorry, no. That's right. It's not for everybody. Mm. <laughs> uh, Rogue Legacy 2. Have you ever heard of the first one? I did not. What is it okay. about? I don't really know. <laughs> I never played it. <laughs> from my gathering is the characters that you pick are completely random and the things that you encounter are completely random. Okay. Which makes it a roguelike game. And your goal is to just get through the levels based on what you find in them and and what you pick up and I think maybe even how your characters level up. Okay. Kind of like uh, how Ender the Gungeon is completely random depending on which floor you're on mm-hmm. and what guns show up. Yeah. Uh, but it's all character-based, and you level up your skills as you go. Okay. Uh, blank. B-L-A-N-C. This game looked cute. It's just black and white. That's all the colors are. And it's a two-player game. I don't know if it's going to be multiplayer online or not, but it's they strictly said two players because one person plays a fox and the other plays a fawn. And uh-huh. you have to solve puzzles working together to get through each area. Ah, that's got to be interesting. So it's not really 
if you're going to get the game, you, you have to have somebody in mind that you're you're going to be playing with, I would assume. Maybe, or it can be like a... Uh, there's a game called A Tale of Two Brothers where you're controlling two brothers, literally, but you have to split them up to get through certain areas. Yeah. You control both of them just one at a time. So yeah. it could be entirely possible you can play a single player, too. Okay. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. So the next few, they didn't really give any explanation. It was like a quick peek at a bunch of them that they flashed by. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess which one stood out? Uh, World of Horror, saying so that's all in caps? <laughs> nope. Come on, there should be one that looks really familiar to you. I haven't posted it on the Facebook page. It was in one of our earlier episodes. Remember when I said old man? Yes, I'm old man right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Russell Quest. Okay. That's the that's the uh, RPG that's based off the WWE characters. Oh, oh my god. Now it hit you. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I think they finally got a release date for that game, too. Oh, what is it's not it? coming out until May of next year. That's not too bad, though. Yeah. About eight months away. Yeah. Seven. Seven months. Math. <laughs> anyway, I was just surprised to see that on there. I'm like, hey, I remember that. We talked about that. It was on maybe even the third episode that we started. Well, so, that, 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 that quick... makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in that list... That went by really quick. There uh-huh. was Russell Quest Wobble Dogs Console Edition, which I don't even remember seeing that on Steam or anything. Uh-huh. Uh, Storyteller, World of Horror, Curse of the Sea Rats, and Inscription. I don't know anything about any of those except for Russell Quest and Inscription. Okay. If you have not played Inscription, I would recommend it. Okay. I have not played it, but I will make it add it to my list. Okay. Uh, then we had a little to the left, which that game, I like the idea of it, but you got to really like puzzles. It's made by a couple and their cat. Their cat is like the central theme of all the game, basically, because it, it's a snippet, not even a snippet, it's, it's a collection of 72 little puzzles using household items and things drawn in their own style. Uh-huh. But there are multiple solutions to the puzzles uh one of the um one of the examples they used was lining up pencils in the right order mm-hmm. the pencils were different colors different sizes and had different lengths of their lead like how sharp it was and you, okay there was at least three different solutions that you can do that there was also a book sorting puzzle where it was different sized books like different thicknesses different colors and different designs on the spines and uh-huh. you can rearrange them in different orders Okay, yep. so so it seems basically like one of those pa- past ti- past the time type of games. Yeah, something leisure to kick back and relax with. Okay. And then we got an update to Sports Story, the follow up to Golf Story. I Ooh. think is what they call the name was. Yeah. Uh, it seems like more of the same, but more games to play in it. <laughs> I heard a lot of good things from it though. So I gotta try it. Okay. And it's coming out in December, so soon. Christmas! Yay! You know, it didn't say when, it just said December, so that's a good point. Could come out around Christmas. 
if it comes if it comes out after Christmas, though, that's kind of pushing it. Uh, well, you might be surprised. The day after Christmas or two days after it might not be a bad time because people get gift cards and things for Christmas. Start pushing advertising around that time. Didn't think of it that way. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready to get to the fun stuff? Oh, absolutely. Okay, you, you have the floor. Or do you want me to introduce it and then you take it away? Because yeah. it's a lot. Because I know the backstory of it and how it got started. So, um, basically, no, I could take I could take it from here. Basically, it's the 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 guy. Oh my god! How do you how do you call the the composer? Right? Uh, The audio engineer, audio composer. Well, I would say the game composer. Yeah, composer for the game. Uh, game composer for Doom Eternal. Um, he was the only one. Like they lean on him. He doesn't have a team. This is all him doing it himself. That's what. That's what I was getting from. And we can go into more detail once we once we're further into the conversation. That it, it it seemed like he was the only person. It's not like a team, even though. Well, hey, the, before we get into it, let's yeah. let's actually introduce what it is. Two um, years after. Two years after. Um, a statement was put out on Reddit from the new composer for the game for Doom Eternal. He, they put out a statement complaining and talking about how the OST for the game came out. Two years after that, Mick Gordon, the original composer for Doom and who was supposed to be for Doom Eternal, came out and put his statement out. And it was scathing. Ooh, you ain't kidding. <laughs> I, I, read, I, I actually read it from... Top to bottom, and I'm like, holy shit! He put them mm-hmm. on blast, and I, I, I really want to see how this turns out. Cause I still um, argue that his statement was gone over by a lawyer with a fine tooth comb just to make sure that his ass was covered. Because it, it seems like it was written at least by a lawyer, if not rewritten, to be careful. Oh, exactly. They, they have to. Because of the fact, because of the fact that any assumptions, or if he says something wrong, he it, it's a defamation he lawsuit. He had screenshots and everything. Oh, absolutely! Uh, the fact that I saw that, and I'm like, oh shit! Uh, so, I'm gonna give you the floor. Why don't you walk us through what his um, his letter to the public was? And and every bear in mind, whoever is listening to this. You have to read it. I'm not. Uh, I'm. There's no, no way in hell for me to worry. Huh? I said no one's listening. Don't worry. <laughs> well, if whoever happens to listen, um, you, I'm not gonna. Uh, I guarantee I'm not gonna do any justice to this. But basically, the point. For I'll provide point... links for this too. Huh? I'll provide links for this too for huh. people to read. I'll put. I'll. Uh, since I gave you the links, I'll link both uh, Mick Gordon's statement and Marty's statement from two years ago. Um, the, his point is like, his statement is in retaliation for, for that post that, from what Adam was talking about, mentioned Marty, he was the one in charge of the project for Doom over at, what the hell was the name of the company? It's Software. It's, there we go, thank you. Um, where... 
Marty had said that this guy uh, that this guy had was given ample time and that they were forthwith and working with him and he just couldn't make deadlines for whatever the reason and meet the contract anything like that and made it sound so bad that like the reddit community went after this guy i like i'm reading some of the posts from that were replies to that to that mention mind you this is unprofessional whatsoever so how how the company even thought it was okay and to keep that up in a lot uh at this point i have no I idea think because he was so high up he was allowed to say so hmm uh, must be nice to have that position but like, i mean considering the shit that he said to mick in the emails that he was tell- that he put out i'm not really surprised Oh, same. Um, but what, reading Mick's reply, point for point for point, he, like you said, Mick was the only person doing this, and he worked for almost a freaking year without getting paid, without any, without any, and if his side of the story is true, without any direction, um, getting berated left and right, to the point that he had to go over their head. To talk to the uh, talk to the main company, and the deadline they gave him was nigh impossible with the parameters that they set to. Because he he even said in his statement, two what was it a month or two to do two no it was a month two levels in a month to get the music down when they didn't even have but a concept of how the levels were going to start for him to be be able to do that. And a lot oh. of his music is. Um, it's very specific to what you're doing in the game. And at, what do you say, at any time, those little audio snippets are at least 30 seconds in length, and they have to chain together based on what your character's doing. Right. And he has to do all that shit for two levels a month. And they only had two years to do it. And not all, the caveat on top of that is, he'll turn them in, but they have to approve it. And, and if they, they say no, they don't like, like afterwards. it. Afterwards, they canned them after he did a lot of the stuff. Yeah. He didn't pay. They like have, they didn't like it. They say no. I'm not going to use it. They don't pay him. And they fought him for the payments too, because he's like, "Hey, used it in promotional stuff. You use the work that counts as whatever. You have to pay for it." And then they finally did after what do you say, like five or six months after arguing with them. They no. Uh, for unless I'm misunderstanding, he the if we're talking about the stuff for the for the game. They only paid him what he was contracted. No, I mean during production. They actually he he went nine months without pay. Yeah, he was like hey, you need to pay me. So they paid him for a certain amount of time. But afterwards, right. yeah, they didn't pay him after. And they used every excuse under the book to try not to pay him. Oh yeah. Um. So it's like, I I, I don't get it. And then on top of that, they go to use twice the amount, of even the stuff that they they said, no, it's no good, we don't want it. They still end up using it, mm-hmm. ac- according to his statement. So not only did he do twice the work and got half, uh, and only got paid for what was contracted amount, he, he got, um, when they announced the OST, they did pre-order sales. I bring that up. Huh? I was waiting for you to bring this up. Uh, 
Because this was a shitty situation too for him. Because his own reputation was on the line when they put his name on this without even consulting him in the first place. Right. Well, uh, at that point, I'm surprised he didn't he didn't contact uh, he didn't contact his lawyer in regards to that mm-hmm. because the uh, I, I don't think they could they could dra- uh, drag him into that without a contract. I w- I would assume, but I don't know i wonder if they were just since he was contractually obligated to make the music for the game they were just going to turn that around and say hey throw this as throw this into the ost as it is when he even pointed out the the structure of how music is made for games the ost is one thing whereas the music the game for the music is a totally different thing just on the way that it's supposed to flow right exactly um just like that was the point where, like, they they did the pre-sales for the OST, knowing what it was. They don't reach out to him about it till he and reaches he, out they, to the he main. He never got a reply. Right. He yeah. had to. He went over the uh, over uh, the uh, uh, id's head and went straight to uh, straight to the main Bethesda. company. Yeah, Bethesda. Um, he was like, "Listen, I would love to work on this. You guys announced this. I haven't heard anything." What's going on? And his name was attached to it. They put his name on it. Right. And they were more than willing right away. Hey, yeah. We'll work on the contract. What what are your what are your terms? Stuff like that. Without mm-hmm. without even uh uh consulting id. And then to turn around and say to say all these things where hey, they were very very clear. This is what we're doing. This is uh, this is what we were contracted, and then its involvement at that point where, um, it, you said Mac, right? I'm having a hard time remembering the guy's name. Mick. No, the the other guy. Marty. 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 There we go. Where Marty. Marty's saying a ho- totally different story, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh well, here's the stuff we've worked on. Well, hey, you guys have been working on this long before? To sum up his post, is basically throwing Mick under the bus and saying they did everything right and he made everything so much harder. Right. Uh, all this to what? Save a buck? Probably to save face because um, when the game came out, there was a lot of talk about the music in the game and people noticed you know, it sounds like it, but it's missing something. It doesn't have that same Mick Gordon feel. Right. And I think that's what prompted Marty to make the post. Not to mention the OST was delayed heavily. Yeah, to the point that they would have been in legal ramifications if they didn't release it when they did. Yep. Which is why it was kind of messy. Yeah. Yep. And I believe that is what spurred the post on, and he was just like, yeah, fuck this guy, he messed up, when in actuality, that's not the case. Right, because uh, and the 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 fact that again, if that conversation went the way that Mick's uh, statement is saying, they they had a mutual understanding, and he just he, they just only had that last conversation to throw the guy under the fucking bus mm-hmm. and buy himself time, and now this guy's reputation is ruined, his personal life is ruined. He's getting death threats from from Reddit, and I'm like I've always I, I've known and heard that I Reddit. I can't blame people, man. I a few bad apples spoiled a bunch. I, it's 
it's one of those things that we've talked about where people just take things too far and get pissed off because they take it so personally. Right, exactly. Nobody deserves to get death threats and have their have have their family threatened, have their uh, livelihood threatened, all because just because they don't like something. Right, or the fact that you're gonna believe one side a one sided story. Yeah. Because if you look at the two, Marty's post makes it sound like Mick had a whole fucking team. And Mix is saying that it's just him. And Marty's post was just saying how difficult he was to work with and how much more time he wasted and made things harder on the team when, you know, here comes Mick with all the receipts and saying, yep, here's my emails. You can see I wasn't doing that. Right, exactly. Fun stuff. <laughs> I would recommend I, I, everyone read the posts. I'm going uh, to link them where I can. It's It's worth a read. Oh, absolutely! It's you. You have to read it in its entirety and you, with context. Yeah. It, it, my explanation, like I said, my explanation is does not give it justice. I do. I would love to see how this how this goes from here. It's a crazy story. Well, it also goes to show how. Like we've talked, to, we've talked about this stuff week after week, but how how much people are getting screwed over in the gaming industry, especially independent contractors, mm-hmm. from testers to, in this particular case, a composer, programmers, different people down the line. There's a crazy situation going on with the creators of Disco Elysium too, in a almost similar situation. Not so much as it is audio rights and things like that, but just development behind the scenes things and disagreements. That I need to read more into to fully understand what's going on, because there's lawsuits against different groups within the company itself and people arguing. Mm -hmm. So that one's going to be a story for another day. (laughs) You'll have to, whatever you find, send me leaks and I'll I'll (laughs) gladly read it. (laughs) I will gather those up and let you know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Fun stuff. Pretty, um, pretty much. Hopefully things are getting better, and I hope the. I hope Microsoft keeps to their word on trying to make things as fair as possible. Because this is one of the things they gotta fix. Oh, that's right, they own Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Wonder how that's gonna work out for them. I'm wondering if they you even know, knew about the situation. They might be aware of it, but I don't see them doing anything because. You know, it, they didn't do it. It's out of their hands. It's an ind- I almost said independent company. It's a company under their umbrella, but it's not like they have them under lock and key. They're allowed to do as they will and make their games how they want. Right. They, they got to do. Uh, I don't know. They they have to do something because you can't go and say, "Hey, I'm going to make things make. We're going to make things right for for the for the beta testers and." But not do That's something. That's a totally different situation, though. You're talking about Activision Blizzard versus somebody making music for a game. Well, aren't they? Weren't they in a similar situation, though? Uh, that was all union stuff. Yeah, and that was for um, QA testers. They fought and won their union rights, so now Raven Software is a uh, a union underneath Activision Blizzard, and they're still employed by them. 
Yeah. This this would have to make more waves and actually affect Microsoft proper for them to put out a statement or or get their hands in it. This is more like, hey, you guys are doing some funky shit. Fix it before it becomes more of a problem. Right. So I, I can see it just being a Bethesda and id software thing. Mm. Fun stuff. Yes, it is. <laughs> if you have an hour and you need something to read, read these things. May take longer than an hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, well, yeah, Nick's statement is really long. Hour and a half. Yeah, I would say that'd be a fair fair assessment. Hmm. Some some parts uh, some parts repetitive, but very thorough. Well, sometimes you have to be repetitive to be thorough. Yeah, sure. It's a lot of reiterating. And if you're going to be reading for an hour, hour and a half straight, <laughs> you need you, you need that repetition to remind you of some things. Yep. Took oh Jesus, we're almost at two hours. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> try and cut this down then. Alright, let's let's get out of here before it gets too much longer. Oh my All god. Right. Alright, Mike, where can we find us? We can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and where else? <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. Haha. And that's all what is it? Twitter is uh the Ramble Pack underscore pod and no, that's Instagram. Twitter is the Ramble Pack Pod, all one word. And then Facebook you just search us. And the page should come up. Look for the old dudes. <laughs> Our pictures aren't on there. <laughs> Thankfully. Don't want to scare anyone. I swear I'm a cute little teddy bear. Oh, no, that that's bad. Okay, never mind. Forget <laughs> I just said that. Okay, say bye, Mike. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>